South Africa's news and information leader is, is SAFM. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. And uh, coming up on this evening's show, we'll be chatting some athletics, chatting wheelchair tennis, as well as cricket as well. But we start with uh, the breaking news this afternoon. Laureate Sports Awards taking place in Shanghai. And Skulkberger has won the World Comeback of the Year Award. The Stormers and Springbok flank return to the Springbok setup after surviving life-threatening bacterial meningitis. You know, I saw it as a as a fight that I had to had to win, and uh, you know, at at that stage, you know, there was a lot of confusion, and I think a lot of my motivation was driven by anger, and then obviously at that stage, you know, newly married with a with a, I think my my oldest son was six months at the time, so that gives you added motivation to to bite and battle through. The Team of the Year award went to Germany's national men's football team and breakthrough of the year to Daniel Ricciardo, while Sportsman of the Year uh, was picked up by Novak Djokovic. South African sprinter Simon Mchakwe has been banned for two years for refusing to submit an out-of-competition doping test in December last year. He was handed that ban by the World Athletics Governing Body, IAAF, and uh, he's currently the South African 100-meter record holder with a personal best of 9.98 seconds. We'll discuss that a little bit later on in the show tonight as well. Kaiser Chiefs moved another step closer to claiming the absolute premiership title last night when they downed the University of Pretoria by one goal to nil at the Amatak Stadium. Sipiwa Chabalala's second half free kick moved uh, Amakosi within six points of the title. The Soweto Giants have now stretched the lead to 13 at the top of the log with only four games remaining. Their next place, Polokwane City in the league next week, Wednesday. Last night's other results saw Orlando Pirates lose 2-0 to Bidvest Witt. Tonight, lots of action to look forward to. Sundowns play Bloom Celtic at the Lucas Maripe Stadium. Maritzburg United travel to Black Aces. Chipper United host Morocco Swallows. Amazulu face Polokwane City and Supersport United travel to the Royal Buffer King to play Platinum Stars. Kick off in all of those in an hour from now at 7.30. Drama in the goalless draw in the Madrid derby, the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals last night. Atletico striker Mario Mandzukic was uh, left with a bloodied face and there was controversy over whether or not he was bitten by Royal defender Danny Cavalier. He's denying that he did bite but uh, he could face legal, uh, not legal action, uh, sanction rather from the league after he punched Mandzukic in uh, the stomach. Referee didn't see it and didn't take any action on the field. Last night's other result, Juventus beat Monaco by one goal to nil. More quarterfinal action. Action tonight, Porto played Bayern Munich and Barcelona travel to PSG kickoff at quarter to nine in those. Following the announcement yesterday, the Proteus bowling coach Alan Donald stepping down. More news from Cricket South Africa. It looks like Andrew Hudson's tenure as Cricket South Africa convener selectors looks to be coming to an end. The contract of all four panel members, Hudson, Shafiq Abrams, Hussein Manak and Linda Zondi, come, uh, came to an end after this year's Cricket World Cup in March. And Cricket South Africa currently searching for a new selection panel. Other cricket news matches taking place around the world. The first test between the West Indies and England at the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium in Antigua. It is lunch there on day three. The West Indies currently 234 for the loss of six, and they still trail by 165 uh, in the first innings. IPL action taking place right now as well. The Kings 11 Punjab taking on the Delhi Daredevils in Pune. And the Kings 11, 165 for 7 in their 20 overs. The Daredevils in reply, 23 for the loss, uh, for no loss after 2.4 overs. They require another 143 runs with 10 wickets remaining. And finally, Bangladesh on a 19 cricket team taking a 3-1 lead in the seven-match youth one-day international series against the South African on a 19s. They won the fourth match today by 26 runs. That's what's happening in your sports news. Coming up next, we'll chat to Lali Stunder. This show is proudly brought to you by MTN Dota Bundles.
MTN, there's a data bundle for everyone. SAFM Sports Wrap. You tune into SAFM Sports Wrap, and we speak about it fairly often on the weekends on SAFM Sports Special, but I thought uh, it's probably fitting to chat about it this evening on SAFM Sports Wrap. The AXA South African Wheelchair Tennis Open taking place in Johannesburg at the Ellis Park Tennis Stadium, and we're joined now by Lali Stunder, who's been keeping an eye on the action there for us today. Good evening, Lali. Nice to, to chat once again. Some exciting tennis at, a, at a, a sporting sort of venue that's iconic when it comes to South Africa and tennis and uh, great great to see some some world-class wheelchair tennis taking place uh, here in South Africa most definitely I'll tell you the uh, the fields if you take the quad singles women singles and men singles I think it's something like 19 out of the top 25 world uh, ranked players that are here this week um, and a very very strong international contingent that have come across um, most of them competed in the airport company South Africa Harting Open last week, uh, but we were joined by quite a few more this week, including Jeske Griffin from the Netherlands, who is uh, the, the number one seed here in, uh, in the women's single this week, and uh, she is also um, third ranked in the world. And we've got the number one quad singles player. He's, of course, going for a hat-trick, David Wagner from America, won this tournament back-to-back, and he's uh, looking for a hat-trick this week. And so is Stéphane Hode, the Frenchman, um, former top tennis player that had an accident and is now um, playing in the men's singles of the wheelchair tennis. He's testing out a very new chair, and now uh, you know you guys with your gadgets, you would love to see this. <laughs> it actually makes him sit upright on his knee, his, his one knee and his stump, so that he has kind of the position he had when he was still an able-bodied tennis player. And he is just loving this new gadget. He's been uh, sort of driving it around the place and especially showing it to the younger players because it is a it's, it's patenting that they're working on and it is the first sort of, I don't know what you call it, first thing that has come out of production. And he's test driving it to see if it's something viable that they can uh, that they can make available to the younger players. And... Um, uh, O'Day reckons a player like Evans Maripa from South Africa could certainly benefit from a chair like that. Interesting indeed. You, you mentioned Evans Maripa, but uh, we've got some world-class uh, wheelchair tennis stars ourselves. Evans, one of them, uh, but we've got Lucas Sitole as well as uh, Keiji Monchani as well. Uh, how, how are they looking today, uh, Lali? Well, Evans went out uh, yesterday in the singles. He crashed out to world number four, or number four seed Nicholas Pfeiffer. Not a surprise there because Pfeiffer has been uh, in the top ten for about ten years very, very experienced. But KG and uh, Lucas are definitely still on their way. Uh, they both kept their title but alive in today's second round. Lucas played um, Stefan Erichman from France. He's unseeded. Lucas, of course, third seed in this, tour- uh, third seed in this tournament. And uh, he won 6-1, 6-1, an easy, quick one. He actually said to us, yes, it's just a formality. And we laughed and then, of course, held our breath to see if he could pull it off. He goes up against Ite Erenlip, very unknown player. Lucas has never played him before, so he went and watched the match between this Israeli player and 8th ranked Bongani Glamini. Um, the Israeli player beat Glamini, but Lucas had a, a fair long look at that match to see uh, what his strategy will be for tomorrow. And he told us that the, the, guy, uh, he's with, the guy likes to park on the baseline and camp out there, so I'll just hit him a bunch of long shots with one bounce and take him from corner to corner, and that should get the job done. Lucas, of course, very confident right now. 
He went right up until uh, to the finals last week. Uh, played Wagner, who is very, very difficult to beat. I mean, this man has held his world ranking, his number one ranking for forever. But Lucas has beaten him once before at the U.S. Open, and they are uh, at this stage on course to meet in this uh, in the finals. Should they, you know, all carry on and succeed? Um, and in the women's side, KG Monjani had uh, went up against the gold singles champion from last week, Victoria Lilova, and um, she won that match six two six love. Uh, sorry, six one six three. Um, Kaji really enjoyed the match. She was a uh, she was very um, upset with herself for what she said uh, was throwing away the final at the Housing Open against Marjolaine Bates. She said uh, in a very honest interview with us that she was very negative. She wasn't focused. Um, she had a bit of a back injury, and she let you know all of that just uh, influence her. And and like she told us, she didn't come to the final match. And Mario Lampes really dominated that match to win 6-1, 6-4. And Lampes um, is right, seated third, and the two of them are going to go head-to-head tomorrow in the quarterfinals. But um, I have to say, it's a very different Kaji Monjani we spoke to today. Very motivated, very positive. Uh, she's got a game face on. She's got a plan um, on how to play Mario um, She this, this, this Dutch player is probably one of the toughest opponents uh, Monjani's only beaten her once, so um, it is going to be a humbling of a match. But uh, but if she sticks to what she plans to do, we could have a little upset in the women's uh, single. Well, it looks like there's going to be some good action there tomorrow. Lali Sunder, thank you very much for that update, and we'll chat again later on in the week. Thank you so much for that, and enjoy the, the tennis tomorrow. Thanks, Brad. Talk to you soon. We've all seen them. Those over-the-top, extravagant, and overpriced funerals. Are they really about sending our loved ones off with style and dignity or simply a display of opulence? Well, this week on Nilunga Lulako, our studio guest will include a cultural activist, a funeral parlor industry representative, as well as a financial planner to advise consumers on planning for a decent funeral. Tune in to Ilunga Lulako on Friday at 1.30pm, only on SABC One. For most people, gambling is harmless fun, but for some it can become a problem affecting their family or work life. If you need help with any kind of gambling problem, for yourself, a friend, a parent, or for someone you care for, call the National Responsible Gambling Program Counseling Line on 0800-006-008. That's 0800-006-008. Remember, winners know when to stop. This message is brought to you by the regulators and gambling industry of South Africa. Don't forget to tune into the health update tomorrow at 5 past 11. Proudly brought to you by MediClinic. Expertise you can trust. SAFM Sports Wrap. Time to chat some more tennis. This time we head uh, slightly further north from South Africa. We head to the Monte Carlo Masters. Catherine Whitaker is there keeping an eye on the action for us. Good evening, Catherine. Another uh, wonderful day's tennis and uh, all the sort of seeds... Pretty much having things their own way, except uh, John Isner was made to work for his. It was a straight set victory, but seven six seven six. Classic John Isner style, yes, bud. Two tie breaks, um, but he'll be very pleased with his progress uh, here in Monte Carlo this week. I think he uh, he said afterwards that uh, he he it's actually a blessing in disguise for him that he lost early last week at the tournament he played in Houston because it meant he could come here. Spend some time on the Monte Carlo clay and really get used to the service, and it seems to be paying dividends for him. Without a doubt. And uh, seven six seven six, he's through to the next round. I, I said all the seeds had a, a pretty pretty easy day, but Roberto Bautista, good uh, struggle, but lost his, his opener, but came back quite nicely to win that one. 
Yes, a very uh, smooth day for all of the seeds here. It's really setting itself up nicely for the end of the week. We've had the defending champion Standard Rinka go through, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal both won their matches for the loss of just three games each. So um, it looks like the, uh, the latter stages of this event could be very tasty indeed. Name we, we haven't mentioned this evening, Novak Djokovic. Uh, he won yesterday, uh, number one seed, world number one, but he also picked up that uh, Laureus Sports Award today for, for Sportsman of the Year. He must be, must be pretty chuffed with that. He did. Uh, he is a hugely deserving winner of that award. He's a hugely deserving world number one. This, this the week, of course, when he overtook um, others to become number six on the all-time list of uh, world number ones. He's six now behind John McEnroe, but only just behind John McEnroe. He's overtaken Rafael Nadal, and uh, he's not that far off behind, behind John McEnroe, so um, there could be more to come from him yet. So a hugely deserving winner of that, and probably the favourite just about for the title here in Monte Carlo this week. Yeah, he went through 6-1-6-4 yesterday. Catherine Whitaker, thank you so much for that update. We'll chat again tomorrow here on SAFM to find out more about what is happening at the Monte Carlo Masters. Coming up next, we hear from a young uh, South African cricketing, and I don't want to use the word superstar, but uh, we'll hear from Kikisa Rabai a little bit later on in the show. We'll hear more from Doc Kamalo. You heard from him on PM Live this afternoon, but uh, he's come out quite strongly about the xenophobic attacks. We'll ask him about that, and we'll also chat a little bit about Chief's position in the league right now with four games to go. Good day, sir. Welcome to Inkton. Hi. Can I have a wine thing? That's a bundle, please. Sure. One second, sir. Watch now as I turn your one gigabyte into two gigabyte right before your very eyes. Data! Buy a one gigabyte MTN data bundle in store or dial star one four one star two star triple nine hash and get an extra one gigabyte free. MTN data bundles. There's a bundle for everyone. T's and C's apply. MTN. Everywhere you go. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. And as you heard uh, in our bulletin, Kaiser Chiefs uh, inching closer to the PSL title. But uh, on a slightly different tack, football plays a big role in society and Kaiser Chiefs assistant coach Dr. Kamal is appealing to fellow South Africans to calm down and end the violent attacks directed at fellow Africans. Speaking against the xenophobic attacks that have broken out around the country, particularly in Durban in the past few days, Kamalo says the killing and displacement of foreign nationals is embarrassing the country and needs to be stopped. It's not something that we condone and uh, what is happening here in South Africa, uh, I don't think it's uh, something that we condone as South Africans. Uh, we people of love and peace and all that. And uh, if there's any probably hiccups in terms of not understanding the situation in our country, there are certain ways that we can deal with them, but not to take lives. Taking someone's life, it's not one, I mean, it's not going to solve any problem. So I don't want to say we condone it. We just have to understand that the government will deal with it, so we cannot take uh, <coughs> this matter in our hands. So I'm pleading with the people there out there that uh, clearly this is not something that we want to see happening in South Africa. Kamalo, who for years has played with Bafana Bafana all over the continent and has got fans almost all over the southern African region, has reminded locals about the role that was played by our fellow Africans in bringing down apartheid. These are our brothers and sisters. You know, if we could have to refer to history, we had our heroes that were <coughs> probably housed outside South Africa. And uh, there we are, we're having a democratic South Africa because of these African countries. So 
let's embrace and try to resolve the problem without taking any lives. Meanwhile, Kamalo says maintaining the huge gap between themselves and second-place Mamelodi Sundowns has been the difference between this season and last season's campaign. Speaking after last night's 1-0 win over Amatax that stretched their lead at the top of the Absa Premiership to 13 points with four games to go, Kamalo says they've dealt better with the pressure this season after they were overtaken by Sundowns last season. The difference uh, between this season and last season, we're talking about one or two points difference between us and Sundowns, but this season was obviously 10. And uh, while we're talking about people saying they've watched the movie, so we were watching the soapy. Because <laughs> the soapy, you change characters, so we changed the character of last season's soapy. So it was a different character. That's the reason why probably we've got a better soapy. To be precise, I mean, the focus and obviously <coughs> looking at the, the way we started the league. You know, I mean, ended the league and started the finish before we go to December break. We we were actually focused and on the roll, and we didn't lose any game. And that came momentum, and also probably might have added more confidence in the boys. Last night, Katlejo Mpela started only his second game of the league, but was substituted just after the halftime break. He's yet to make a strong, a strong impact since he joined Chiefs in January last year, but Kamala says in recent games he's featured in, Killer has made a huge difference. With Katlejo, he makes a lot of difference in our tactical approach. And the, the reason why we brought him to Kaiser Chiefs is because... These are type of games that we needed him for. And uh, he makes a lot of difference because after losing Kingston Carter, we've been traveling around strikers. So I thought he found his right footing in terms of uh, delivery. He's been doing very well. And I thought when he played against Swallows, for me, he was the man of the match because he did very well. That was his first game after so many months without any game time. And uh, I thought he, he makes a lot of difference. For a team that's sitting on top of the log, Chiefs has scored only 33 goals, six goals fewer than third place Orlando Pirates and five behind Sundowns. Two midfielders, Manda Masango and George Lebisi, are the top goal scorers in the league with six goals this season, leading uh, to Kamalo to say they'll be going all out in the transfer market in a few months' time to beef up their attack. Well, I guess it's uh, all about... Uh understanding the situation that each and every team in the PSL find themselves in. This is crunch time, whereby teams are trying to avoid relegation and tactically they're very sound. And it's very difficult for teams probably to break each other. With us, obviously, it's, it's a concern <clears throat> after losing uh, Kingston. It's something that we'll work on for next season. But the bottom line is that, uh, yes, we're getting the results. And it's not only Kaiser Chiefs' problem, it's the entire PSL. SAFM Sports Wrap. South Africa's news and information leader, as you heard in our sports bulletin this afternoon, South African sprinter Simon Mahakwe has been banned for two years for refusing to submit to an out-of-competition doping test in December last year. We're joined by sports journalist Ockett de Villiers. Ockett, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Big news and uh, sad news. I mean, it's uh, so he's the first South African sprinter to dip under 10 seconds, and uh, now all of those sort of things are in question. Yeah, good evening. Um, but it's always unfortunate when you know. You know, an athlete, you know, it's, um, is banned from, from, from the sport for, especially something like this, for, for alleged doping and offences. Um, you know, it's, you know, I was there when, when, when Simon McCarthy broke, you know, broke through the 10 second barrier and it was absolute exhilaration. It was, 
you know, we all we all were happy for for Simon, and you know, it was we were all proud of Simon. So this is this is a sad day for for especially our sprinting, our track and field athletics. Well, could you say alleged doping? He missed a he missed a, a, a test, which for me rings alarm bells. It's almost like testing positive for diuretic that it's hiding something else. Why would someone miss it or refuse a doping test? You know, I think it's spot on. I can't imagine why you would. Um, you know, risk, you know, being being banned from a sport. So, you know, it does, you know, there are alarm bells, you know, that ring because of this. Um, you, you know, and, and you also, you also didn't, it seems like you didn't really defend, defend, you know, what, what happened. Um, so yeah, um, you know, but for the record, it shows that he's, he's going to be banned for two years and there, there will be no Simon on, on our tracks, you know, locally or internationally. Yeah, for me, it's just an it's an admission of guilt. What does this mean for South African yeah. sprinting? I mean, we we on on a bit of a a high at the moment. Simon's one of them, but we've got uh, a couple of other guys in the senior ranks that are performing well. We've got lots of youngsters coming through, particularly over the hundred and two hundred. Is this going to be a, a massive dent to our, our sort of future of sprinting in South Africa? To be honest, I don't think so at all. And um, we've got, as you say, we've got a, a you know fantastic crop of youngsters coming through. We're looking at uh, an Arthur Jobadwana. We're looking at Pinkalili uh, Titi and um, Gulakani Sambin, you know these guys are really exciting. Uh, they are the, the young and they 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 are really very close to breaking that barrier. I mean, Akani Sambin, he came very close to breaking through the 10-second barrier at the same meet at the SA Championships last year. So I don't think we have anything to worry to be worried about. We we really we should be excited about our especially our sprint um, sprint events um, for, for South Africa. We've seen uh, sprinters come back from two-year bans. I think of of uh, Gatlin as an example. Can Simon Mukhakwe come back from this? I honestly don't think he can. Um, <laughs> you know, he's 28 years old. Uh, if you're looking at the the guys coming through, they they they, they you know bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, very young, and and they're already pushing that. You know, it's going to be a, take a special effort for him to be relevant in sprinting in two years' time. Sad indeed. Okud uh, Villiers, thank you so much for that insight on the banning of Simon Mahakwe. Two years. For me, that's an admission of guilt. Why would you refuse it? The only reason I can think of is because you've got something to hide. So here we go. We chat to Kahisa Rabada next here on SAFM Sports Rap. SAFM Sports Rap. You tune into SAFM Sports Rap in just his debut season of domestic cricket with the Lions. Speedster Kahisa Rabada has lifted the Sunfoil Series title and represented the Proteas in T20 internationals. Rabada, the young fast bowler who last year won the ICC Under-19 World Cup, has seen his impressive form for the SAA side, also earning a call-up to the Proteas test squad over the summer, together with teammate Temba Bavuma. Lions won their first four-day trophy in 15 years with a game to spare after beating the Dolphins at Kingsmead in the second last game. The 19-year-old, who only turns 20 at the end of May, tells SABC sports journalist Tando Mwamane that he is looking forward to working on his game during the winter break. Rabada also tumbled records and bowled the best first-class figures of nine wickets for 33 runs in an innings and smashed Dale Stane's seven-season record of 14 for 110 in a match finishing with figures of 14 for 105 against the Sunfoil Dolphins at the Wanderers. Rabada says he's looking forward to next season. Yeah, it's great you know, that we did it at Kingsmead uh, because we knew that there was a mathematical chance, even if we drew the game, it was very unlikely for them to catch us. You know, we knew that you know we basically had one and a half hands on the trophy, but the fact that we won it there and wrapped it up there in Kingsmead was yeah, icing on the cake, like you said. You guys also went on 
to go and represent the Proteus Test Squad. You and Bavuma being drafted in there. It's been a great season for you and especially in your debut season. Yeah, it's been good, you know. Uh, it's been a great start. I've played a lot of cricket. You know, there were times, <laughs> there were times uh, where I thought I wouldn't make it through. But you know, I'm glad to have made it through. Uh, it's been a successful first season, at least with the trophy. And hopefully, you know, the seasons just keep getting better. Uh, as a team, it's great for us to finish off on a winning note. Yeah. yeah. And obviously for yourself personally, obviously did very well with the under-19s. You know, you guys lifting the trophy, coming back here, you drafted into the SA, the cricket, uh, the, the one-day squad, and obviously you played, you made your T20 debut. It's been a great season for you internationally as well. I say for SAA, I've put in a couple of good performances. I'm happy there, um, but there are obviously are places where you can improve. And then uh, international, I've only played T20 cricket, but I think there's still a lot of improvement uh, that's in the, in the bag, especially uh, you know with a few specifics in my bowling and also the batting department as well. Uh, I sort of have a taste now, and now I know what to work towards. It's been a, it's been a good start, let's put it that way. But there's lots of room for improvement, lots of room. Let's talk about the figures you've racked up this season. Dude, what's your figures? Nine and uh, 14 in a first-class game. Yeah, um, yeah. that day was an amazing day. You know, it's days like those just happen. You don't plan days like that. You know, you, you're just wanting to go into the park and try and do your best. And then, you know, the rest just take care of itself. You know, days like that just come where you just feel good rhythm and everything is going your way. And there are days where you really have to fight for your wickets. Hopefully those days can, the days where, you know, things just happen and you're feeling good rhythm, hopefully more of those days come. I believe the harder you work, the higher the chances that the, the days like those will come. Do you think there will be more pressure on you next season to do better than what you did this season? I mean, you racked up the best ever figures in first-class cricket in a match and in a single game, taking nine wickets. Those expectations and, and living up to them, do you think there will be more pressure on you next season? Yeah, you know, I don't feel much pressure. I feel pressure with the team, you know, that we have to win a game. Or I don't feel pressure from the public. All I know is that I want to go out there and do my best. You know, if I don't do well, then I don't do well. I'm not saying I'm not going to be disappointed. I will be disappointed, but the public, I don't think, has a big influence, you know, in terms of pressure on me. I know that if I just stick to my guns, you know, I'll be all right. Stick to my preparations, then, you know, the good days will overrule the bad days on any day. You know, there still are small pressures, you know, with the team in terms of getting to semi-finals, you know. But you create your own pressure. You create, you know, when people are expecting you to do well and you've been doing well, you know, it's, it's beautiful pressure. There. What are you going to be getting up to? What are you going to be doing with your time in the next couple of months? Obviously, you have to get into the gym, train very hard, co-work, make sure I'm nice and strong next year. Turn a ball faster than you both. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Uh, but you just want to get nice and strong so you don't fatigue. Your intensity can be high right through, through the season. And, you know, work on batting, work on fielding, improve your game. That's the time to improve your game. I know how the season goes now so I can structure my off-season in terms of how next season is going to fold out. I have a better idea of you know, how the franchise system works, how international works. So I'm going to look at my game. I'm going to analyze my game very hard and then we'll see what comes out in the next season. I'm excited. That was Kahiso Rabada wrapping up his interview with Tando Ngomane discussing his debut season that saw him win the Sunfoil Series with the Lions and make his approach his T20 international debut over the summer. This show was proudly brought to you by MTN Data Bundles. MTN, there's a data bundle for everyone. Hello? 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 Is anybody there? Is anybody there?
Yes. Why don't you have an echo? And I do. Because your past is following you. But I asked for forgiveness. You did. But the great queen is not so forgiving. Unless. Unless what? Unless what? I'll do anything. Unless you check for the sun every day. Check for the stars every night. Sorry, Mama. Carry check or savings. Your entertainment begins in store when you pay your TV license at over 10,000 uplets nationwide. TV licenses, pay yours, make a difference. Don't forget to tune into the health update tomorrow at 5 past 11. Proudly brought to you by MediClinic, expertise you can trust. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, before we hand you over to the talk shop this evening, quick cricket update for you in the IPL. Kings 11, Punjab 165 for 7, the Daredevils are 57 for the loss of 2, need 109 with 8 wickets remaining off uh, 11.5 overs. The West Indies 249 for the loss of 6, Jermaine Blackwood on 80 not out. Uh, the West Indies still trailing there by 150 runs. My name is Brad Brown, I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. Don't forget you can catch Janet Whitten tomorrow morning for an update of all your overnight sports scores. And uh, right now it is 7 o'clock and time for your news.